All right, guys, you're here with Josh Thompson. I'm going to give you my punk's opinion on a couple things. I know we're a little late on this whole um, Connor, Khabib, suspension talk. Um, you know, we're going to pull up kind of what they got. Can you pull it up, Dave? And um, kind of see what their suspension was. I believe Connor got $50,000 fine, six months. And then Khabib got nine months, $500,000 fine. Um <clears throat> I believe that I was watching kind of like the Ariel Hawani show. I'm going to give you kind of like just my my two cents on the whole deal. So my two cents on the whole deal is <clears throat> I thought they kind of got it right. I mean, uh, I, I believe the only thing I think that they did that they got wrong was the suspensions of Zubaya and Manap. I thought those suspensions should have been less. Just my personal opinion. Um, obviously... Producer Dave over here, he, he actually thinks that they should have been more. And uh, he kind of agrees with Ariel Hawani. <clears throat> um, and that, that was that was it. I, I just, I don't, let's let's get into the Connor first. <clears throat> the Connor suspension to me was, was perfect. Six months. I could have seen it maybe being equally uh, to Khabib's of nine months. Maybe Khabib's could have been a full year. I mean, you can give and take like a couple months. But let's be realistic. He's not going to fight till after Ramadan anyways on Khabib. So it doesn't really make a difference. I mean, by the time he gets through Ramadan and gets into a camp, it'll probably be about a year anyways. So they could have suspended him for a year and people would have been like, yeah, he got a fucking year. Yeah, he really wouldn't have made a difference because he's not going to fight till after Ramadan anyways. Um, that being said, with the Connor thing, six months, I mean, it's fair. It's legit. I mean, I could have seen him getting the nine, you know, the nine months, maybe a little bit stiffer of a fine uh, for contributing to being being one of the guys. To me, when you go back and watch the video, he throws the first punch against Monop on the fence. Monop wasn't even really – he was up on the top of the fence. He shouldn't have been there. I understand the suspension for it. He shouldn't have been there. But, I mean, you got to understand how the, how the Russians work with – and I call them the Russians. But I mean, you guys got to remember, though, too, is um, I, I'm not going to be biased in this one here. I'm being very upfront with you, even though I do train with them. Um, they are very close with me. We actually, you know, talk and communicate quite a bit through, um, you know, through FaceTime and things like that. Um, <clears throat> but just to be clear, like he should have been up on the fence. You know, he should have probably been part of it. But they are such a close-knit family. They believe in really, truly, like, being there for each other. It's not just uh, a fucking hashtag, you know, in Twitter and in, in IG that they actually be they believe this. You know, they they if Khabib jumps in there, they're all jumping in there. You know, if you know if Monop jumps in there, they all jump in there. It doesn't make a difference. Zuba, Zuba, you know, does the same thing. So, all these things being said, like, look, the suspension for Khabib five hundred thousand dollars to me was stiff, man. That's pretty stiff. I would, I could have, I could have got behind, set, uh, you know, two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand. I could have got behind that, you know. I could have got behind the year suspension, but you know, only be the only reason why I say I could have got behind that is because I know he's probably not going to fight till after Ramadan, which leaves you basically right back well, at it's a nine year. Months, not a year. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying though is that he, it could have been up to a year. And he's not going to fight anyways. Nine months puts him right around Ramadan, which means he's not fighting during that time anyways. Mm. So that being said, a year just would have made to me. I would have been like, okay, cool, whatever, same thing. But if and everyone, PSA, everyone would. Huh? If he does PSA, he can take three months off it. Yeah, I don't think he will. <laughs> just my personal opinion. I mean, he really in. I think in his in his the way he's been talking that. 
it's not really <clears throat> he feels that the way that Dylan Donis was talking to him and his teammates that it was all um done just it was all justified and and do I feel that Dylan kind of overstepped his boundary of course I do you know and um especially in this type of I guess in this climate of what's going on with between Muslims and you know and the rest of the world in the rest of the world I think it's it's understandable to feel I think the way that could be probably it, to me it was justified of what he did because look even though uh, I'm trying to say this very del like not delicately but I'm trying to say it put it to where it makes sense <clears throat> he you have to I, I look at it probably like I think that he it gets to a point when you continuously stereotype or categorize certain people into into an area that they feel like they, they need to stick, they need to stick up no they just need to stick up for themselves and when they stick up for themselves we we say see I told you and and knowing Khabib knowing Zuba knowing Abu Bakr and Islam and the other Islam and all the other Russians that come. You know, I think that it's finally just, a, it's it hit a boiling point. It's hit a boiling point that, you know, as they get up closer to the top, which now Khabib is 27-0 and and the lightweight world champion, it's come to a head where just people have continuously all the way up, have just talked about him and the guys that, you know, and, and his brothers and all the guys that he, he trains with and just, and just Muslims in general. I think that he... His he finally got to a boiling point, and when you get somebody like Connor, you get somebody like like Dylan, <clears throat> Dylan Dennis, they're gonna say whatever it is they can say to get into your head. But what you have to remember is that they don't. The, different areas of the world, they don't take certain things like this kindly, and this is not just a job for them. And the things that you say to them is not just, um, not they're not just gonna forget it, you know, um. Sure, it's freedom of speech. Sure, you should be able to say whatever you want to say to people, and they should be able to just shrug it off. But I think it, it'd be one thing if it's like, hey, it's me and you at school, and you say, yeah, you're an idiot, and I got to shrug that off. Or, you know, you, 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 you call me something, and you say something. That's, that's different. But everywhere they go, everywhere that they walk, you know, around this world, people are like, oh, you're Muslim. And it there's an automatic stereotype with that. And <clears throat> having to get through it, um, you know, look, I can't speak on that too much, but I, I just can say that having to get through it, I'm sure it gets taxing and it gets, it gets on you, you know, and, uh, it starts testing your, your patience starts testing, you know, who you are. And I think this was the boiling point of, <clears throat> of all this. I think they're sick and I think, uh, you know, he was obviously sick and tired of hearing, hearing Dylan Dennis's, uh, voice and the things he had to say along with Connors and, uh, look at the things that Connor said at the press conference. Now, <clears throat> we've heard with the commission that the commission is going to try to maybe regulate what they say. And, uh, it just isn't, it's insane. You know, like, Oh, now you're going to start saying that, you know, Oh, I hurt your feelings. So now I, I, I completely a hundred percent agree with, with Dana White on this, you know, and if we can actually, can you hear what he said? Yeah. You can legally do that or fights and yeah. fights, I guess, in response to McGregor and Khabib. So I just want to get your thoughts on that. Can they, can they do that? Nope. I think it's crazy. Yeah. I think I think it's insane. I think it's unconstitutional. First of all, I don't think you can legally do that. Um, 
These guys get into a cage and they punch each other in the face. They can knock each other unconscious. They can choke each other, but they can't say mean things to each other. Makes perfect sense. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I have to 100% agree with Dana. Like, you're, it's going to be so hard to regulate. And then, how, how are you going to regulate that? How you, which words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you can't say the F word. Or, oh, you can't, you can't talk. What are you going to say? You can't talk about religion. You can't talk about politics. You can't talk about someone's mother. What are you going to, I mean, how are you going to regulate it? Yeah. <clears throat> You're going to say, and then it's, look, emotions get flowing. And then when you get to the press conferences and people are talking trash and, you know, I mean, we saw it, I think, in the past with Kevin Lee and Michael Chiesa. I think there was talk or conversation about, like, his mom or something like that. And just, it boiled over. And, look, you're going to settle your differences in the cage. And that's that's what it comes down to. And, you know, and Khabib carried it over into the cage when he was fighting with Connor. You know, and he said, come on, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's, uh, you know, you like to talk. Let's talk. And, you know, and Connor was like, hey, it's business. And, and that's true. And to, and to take to Connor's side, it's true. It's just business. But not everyone looks at it as business. And we saw that with Khabib. We saw that, you know, with uh, with the other guys that, you know, he trains with. Now, to get back to the punishments, I don't agree with Ariel Hawani at all. That, that their punishments should have been more. I don't agree with that at all. I think their punishments should have been basically the same as Khabib's, if not a little bit less. Um, let's not forget, if you go back and watch the video, Zuba circled around towards Connor. Connor threw the first punch against him. They actually kind of both threw punches together at the same time. It really comes down to, look, you're in my range, and you're not a nice person. You said all these things about me and and my, and, and my religion, and, and it's just funny how they both threw a punch at the same time. So if that's the case, it wasn't like Zuba wasn't his corner. Zuba was his corner. It wasn't like he came from the stands and jumped up in there. You know, and Abu Bakr, the same thing, both in his corner. So it wasn't like as if they came from the stands and came down to fight it wasn't that. They're there. They're there to be there for their. That's what corners are for. Now this dude in the red, I have no idea. You know, um, I know who he is, but I'm saying like he he didn't get suspended. <laughs> um, but he's not in the UFC, is he? No, but neither is Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr is with the PFL. So if you're a fighter, a licensed fighter somewhere, and uh, you you know, then you'll get suspended basically. So that once the commission, once one commission, the state of Nevada suspends him, other commissions will say, "Well, we're probably not going to license you either." Mm -hmm. Especially like a state like Nevada. Nevada is a big state. Like if it was a small state of say, like let's just say Kansas, you know, or something that had a small commission, I don't even know if Kansas had a commission. That's you know, but I'm saying like if if You'll it was something like that, yeah, one. they're going to be like, "Okay, well, what were you suspended for?" And you know, other state, other commissions may not follow suit. But if <clears throat> when a state like when a commission like Las Vegas or California or New York or Chicago, you know, or Illinois <clears throat> suspends you, then they're going to basically turn around and just honor those other uh, states as well. They're also saying that Dylan Dennis will face punishment later. Yeah, I'm sure he will. He was like, didn't do a single thing. Part of the altercation, buddy. Look he at you sticking up a, for your people. He was a victim of the, of the a situation. A victim, a yeah. victim, huh? He was a victim of Khabib. Uh, so I truly believe, I actually truly believe, dude, there, there is consequences for the shit you say. And when you're going to run your mouth, you should expect to get fucking Air Jordan done. Doesn't he have just any, my personal thing? any of his guys in Bellator, though? Who gives a fuck? Where they could just set up a fight? Why not just set up set a fight? Set up a fight with who? Like Dylan Dennis and one of Khabib's teammates? Is there any, are any of them? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Those are your people. 
Those are my people. Those are your people, man. Well, Kibi, are, Kibi's Dylan Kibi's Dennis people? hangs out with like your kind of crew, right? Like the, the no, Scottish, Dylan Dennis is in that Scottish slash Irish people. Like, isn't it like your crew? Aren't you guys all kind of stick together? I watch Braveheart, bro. No, I just, I just, <laughs> you know, understand the situation properly. That you know, Connor properly. didn't do a thing until. Look at you already saying approached. the word properly because you're a, a proper whiskey guy, huh? Look at that. I see <laughs> how you so are. Dumb. Look at that. Look at that. Hey, you're a typical liberal, man. Oh, just trying a liberal. Just, wow. trying to, just trying to. You change must the subject. have me mistaken. Just you trying have to change the subject. You have me mistaken <laughs> just, for Sammy, you're trying bro. To sw- trying to sway me away from the, no. the actual point. <laughs> man, well, your boy, your boy Connor over here, your boy, he uh, you know, he threw some punches. He, he got the suspension. Look, six months is nothing. The fifty thousand dollar fine is a drop in the bucket for the guy. Um, you know, I think that I think that the that I thought the the fine for Khabib was definitely too much. It should have been about two fifty. But just so you guys, I want to, I want to re, I want to touch back on this when they first hit this that week when the dust had all settled after this it was a week after all this had happened the first two weeks i was talking with some of the commission people and they were saying that they were looking at a year and a half to two year suspension like an 18 month suspension and a million dollar fine and i was like wow that's crazy but then now as we got further away and the emotions and have kind of been separated and it's been so it's far enough in the past that everyone's kind of like you know let their dust settle in their head and their emotions and they're like okay look what are we going to do with this but i feel like the five hundred thousand dollar against khabib was a money grab it's a money grab for the commission the commission's like look let's make some money off this shit uh the other thing i was going to ask you i don't know if it's a stupid question but does uh the commission if get... you have to ask if it's a stupid question it's probably a stupid but question i'm as an as an <laughs> as an ignorant mma fan mm-hmm. yeah uh, no different than me with the WWE, bro. Yeah, there you go. So, well, does the commission make? Can they like charge more money if it's a higher profile show? You know what I'm saying? Like, no. So, are they motivated to make the suspension smaller <laughs> to have these guys back in the cage sooner? No, I think what they do is it's on my honest opinion is they base it off of kind of like what your paycheck was. So that they once they know what you can afford based off of what you made, they do it based off of that kind of percentage. But I mean, he made good money. Show, Huh? But I mean, like for a future show. So, like, does the commission make their money through um, sanctioning like certain big profile fights? Like, can they make more? Well, they'll money they'll, doing they'll that, make they'll make. Because what I'm trying I, to say is that by giving them a smaller suspension, they know Connor's now going to be back in the cage in six months' time. Making yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, you know what? That's a good thing. I actually got to probably look that up and see how much money they make based off of the higher profile fights. That's something I got to do. You know, I actually got to look that up. <clears throat> do they make more money based off the ho- more ho- high-profile fights? I do know that more revenue comes into the city, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, I really couldn't tell you. I, I would imagine that they get a certain percentage off of maybe the gate. or I don't even know if it's off. It wouldn't be off the gate. It would be a, like, I don't know. I, I really have to look it up. I don't want to speak without actually knowing on that. Because you see what they did for John Jones as well, where California sanctioned him after the picogram thing like you know what i'm saying like yeah but after talking with annie foster last week and having the conversation i understand i kind of understand why they did what they did and he's like look i can't charge him with anything new anything new based off of even the 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 vada testing or the vada testing and the you know and the usada test he's like i can't charge him with anything new he's like so the fact that i can't charge him with the fact that he hasn't readministered any drugs 
what am I going to charge him with? He's like, I have to have a new charge to go with it. I was like, yeah. I said, well, why can't you just charge him for having steroids in his system again? He's like, but it's the same steroids. I'm like, well, that's the consequences of, of having, of having taken those, mm -hmm. you know? And so it, that's a whole different story, but I, you know, I don't know. I'll have to look it up and see if they get paid more based off the, uh, of a more high profile fight. Obviously, they want to have the more high-profile fights there for a reason in Las Vegas. You know, the Manny Pacquiao's, the Mayweather fights, and all those type of things. I, I really couldn't tell you, though, to be honest, like if they make a, a more money based off of the higher-profile fights. <clears throat> but it does make sense. It does make sense on why they would give smaller um, fines. But look, Khabib's huge. But he's already now come out and said, because you suspended my teammates for so long, I'm not fighting in Las Vegas anymore. I'm just going to tell you now, like, people think that like, Conor McGregor is a fucking star. Like, there is no way of looking around it. He's a fucking star. The thing is, though, is that people underestimate how much of a star Khabib is. They're like, oh, he's not, he's not. They, they give that stereotype of that, like, that people aren't going to, like, wherever he's from, they're not going to watch, where he's from Russia, he's from Dax, they're not going to watch him fight. Bullshit. They're not going to watch him fight. I mean, I've seen that guy, you know, and I, and I know and I hate it. I always hate to start a conversation of, oh, this guy has this many followers. But, dude, when you got that many people following you, like, you're, you're a star. I want to say he's at some ridiculous amount of, like, 25 million or something. On Instagram? <laughs> something. I, I think maybe just total. I don't know. I don't think he's at, <clears throat> I think he's at, like, 15. Oh, my bad. Now we're just splitting hairs. 15 million. Anyways. 14. <laughs> 14 million. On just Instagram. Okay, well, look, my point is I hate to start up the conversations like that, because, okay. but it does make a difference. It truly does. We live in a land of social media. Um, you've seen what these guys, some of these hip-hop stars, these Takashi 6 9 and all these guys, these guys are fucking multi-millionaires, you know, based off of, you know, their social media platforms, you know? So I think that, and I can't fucking stand that fucking that guy but it's like hey they're doing something right they're doing something that you know people have, have followed suit to with khabib <clears throat> i think that the fine was too much i don't think we'll see him fight in vegas again i think like he's a man of his word i don't think he will fight in vegas again he will fight in new york they've got a huge russian population there and i think he enjoys fighting in new york it's also probably less of a flight for him <laughs> so and california <clears throat> you know huh and and for any fights in California? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, maybe he'll fight in California. I'd love to see him fight in San Jose, you know. Or I'd like to see him fight in you know LA. Los Angeles, L.A., you know, the Staples Center, things like that. So I think they do it based off of the Russian population. If you've noticed, we've always continuously go with Bellator, with Fedor. We've always gone to um, New York, Chicago, and L.A. just with Fedor. We don't go to really any other cities with him because we know the the fans will turn out. The Russian fans will turn out, and people and the mystique and the follow of him is huge. And so I think you get the same feel with um, Khabib. Um, I, I think that Khabib could sell out Staples right now, you know, so he'd sell out the Staples Arena, he'd sell out Madison Square Garden, I think he would sell out, um, I want to say it's the United Center there in, uh, in Chicago. So I, all those arenas, I think he would sell out just fine. Um, so while we're on like the whole, uh, Connor Khabib thing and, um, you know, like Dylan Dennis being in Bellator and being a part of this whole thing. Scott's been talking about, Coker's been talking about um, more cross-promotional fights. Um, I don't know the Ryzen 15 one that he's talking about. You probably That's coming it. up. We've got one of, they've got King Mo fighting in it. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was not the year-end show that uh, <clears throat> that Darren Caldwell fought in, but it's, oh, it's, okay. it's rising. This one's coming up here shortly, I believe. And King Mo, I know, is slated to fight in it. So just with like the trades recently, yeah. Um, we we talked about another <coughs> possible. Oh, we talked about um, DC and Ryan Bader, right? Um, mm -hmm. And like how yeah, that's you know, there's just been like some media talk there. Um, and then obviously now with Dylan Dennis being in Bellator, and then like there's there's definitely money to be made with Dylan Dennis fighting one of one of yeah. Khabib's guys. Just like, what's your thought on like the longevity, like the kind of bigger picture of like cross promotional fights? Okay, so two things. The to talk about the DC and and Bader fight will never happen. Okay, um, would we like for it to happen? A hundred percent, we would like for it to happen. I'm f obviously friends with DC. I work for Bellator and I support Ryan Bader. I would love to see that fight happen. It will never happen. <clears throat> I mean, realistically, if I was <clears throat> to go back over the whole. The last fight when Ryan Bader became the champ champ, I should have sat down at that table and and basically called out Dana White and been like, hey, we've seen that Scott Coker is willing to cross promote. We've already seen it. Dana White is not. <clears throat> is he trying to protect his fighters? Fuck yeah, he is. Now, does do I think that DC maybe can beat Bader? There's a good chance. This just the styles themselves. Ryan Bader's a very good wrestler. DC's a very good fighter. You know, a very good wrestler as well. Better wrestler than him. Night, like night and day wrestler. Um, in the power, we've seen DC at heavyweight with the power. Are they fighting at 205? Or are they fighting at heavyweight? Do they fight both times? Do they fight two times? One at 205, one at heavyweight. You know, where do they fight? That, I mean, there's so much going on in there. And there's other there's other fighters I would love to see. I'd love to see Patricio f fight uh, Max Holloway. I'd love to see that fight. Patricio's nasty good, man. Yep. You know, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of the, the there's a lot of these fights that I would love to see. Will they ever happen? No, they will not. Dana White will not cross promote with Scott Coker. You know, and we've seen already <clears throat> that Scott will go with Ryzen. He will also. I know that there is. I think there's already been talk and conversation and reaching out to saying like, hey, let's try and maybe put this fight together to the UFC. And I don't think there's been a call back. Hmm. You know. Scott is, uh, he's into the actual martial arts aspect of it and wanting to see these guys fight. Like he's, he, and I don't want to call Dana White like not a true promoter. He wants to see the best guys fight the best guys. And he's always wanted to see that. You know, and then there's no reason for him to send Darren Caldwell over to Ryzen and fight in a, in a ring when Darren Caldwell has never fought in a ring before and say, hey, let's have him fight your guys' as champion and my champion fight. Like, there's no reason for him to do that. He doesn't need to do that. And the fact that he did it, and he's done it, and he's gonna, and they're gonna turn around, and now there's a cross promotion like, hey, your guy's gonna come over and and fight, you know, in a cage. I think it's great, man. It's great for the sport. I I think what he's doing, when he did that right there, he set precedent for the mama for the Ollie Act. Because the Ollie Act, what it does, is it puts into play like, hey, my champion versus your champion, and we go from there. You know, sure, the title still stays with my champion here in our in our. In our division, if you beat him, but then maybe we do another crossroads. My guy now goes over there. We give it a couple months, say three months, six months, you know, eight months, and we refight again over in your organization. Look, there's something to be said about fighting at somebody else's home. It's like <clears throat> when you have wrestling duels, you're going to go there. There's something about the crowd. I loved fighting in San Jose after the very first time I ever fought there. It was like I didn't want to fight anywhere else. I hated fight. I hated traveling to fight. 
I was like slept in my own bed, made my own breakfast, did all my own things. Dude, I didn't want to leave my house, you know? So I think there's something to be said. Like every fighter, <clears throat> when you're, when you get to the top, when you're talking champ versus champ, you know, the champ champ, you know, if you, when you get to that, you're that little advantage of you're fighting my hometown, you're fighting, not you're fighting my hometown or you're fighting my home cage, you're fighting my organization. It just makes those fighters fight a little bit harder. It makes them fight a little bit better. It makes them, you know, and then it also takes away from that fighter who's fighting in that or other organization. It takes something away from them, like, oh man, it gives them, it makes them delay a little bit. It makes the, it's just different. It's just different. They get a little bit more jittery. It's just something that's, you're missing that excitement of the, <clears throat> as a fan, you have to understand what that fighter who's going to another organization is going through. You know, they're not used to, when you, you know, when Darren Caldwell went to Japan, and I went over there to Japan and fought, you know, Kawajiri. No one there speaks English. They're interviewing you like, you know, you, you have a translator and you, it's like, it's different. Everything is different. You're trying to find food, you know, that you, you're comfortable eating the week up to the fight. You don't want to get sick. And not that the food's not good. You just don't know what to order. Yeah. You know, like the, the sushi there is not like the sushi here, bro. It's different. So you, you just got to find, you got to find places you can eat without, you know, um, ruining like you know getting upset stomach dan dan henderson talked about it a couple times like every time i went to japan dan's like he's like, a couple times he's all i would get sick i would get food poisoning he's like it's just because my body wasn't used to eating that food yeah. you know and you hear about it all the time about like you know fighters that have gone the guys there was that organization i couldn't remember what it was called uh anyways it was the, it was in india and some of the fighters went over their fight and then they got ended up getting like really like sick from the food and it wasn't anything that was wrong with the food. It was just that they didn't. Your body wasn't used to eating that kind of food, <laughs> and that sucks to go and travel across the world, train eight weeks for a fight, and then get there, and then all of a sudden you feel like shit when you've been feeling like, man, I had the best camp of my life. Da da da. And you get there and you're like, shit, I'm now I'm sick from, you know, from food poisoning. Forrest Griffin said he would he he hated traveling to other areas, or other countries to fight because he he's like, no, I cut a lot of weight. He's like, and I'm, my diet is, I'm on a strict diet. He's like, no. He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not traveling around. I only wanted to fight in Vegas. So, anyways, that being said, where are we at? We were talking about, Just like, the, cross, I, do, the, the cross promotion. Yeah. The cross promotion on this whole deal. I would love to see it. I think it would be amazing to see it. Um, I mean, realistically, though, there's not a lot of the top fights that I would like to see. I would like to see Patricio fight Max Holloway. I would like to see um, who else? Who else do we have? I'd like to see Roy McDonald fight T. Wood again. I'd like to see that fight, you know. And I'd like to see Ryan Bader in D.C. Those are the two fights. Now, if Minikoff fights and beats Czech Congo in Bellator coming up, if Minikoff beats him, <clears throat> Minikoff I want to say is twenty three and 22 and zero. So if Minikoff is twenty two and zero. There is without a doubt, I would want to see him fight. I would want to see him fight whoever the, the UFC heavyweight champion is, whether it's DC, whether it's Cain Velasquez, whoever it is, <clears throat> I would want to see him fight. <clears throat> so that, that's a fight that I would want to see. Other than that, I mean, that, you know, <clears throat> those are the those those are be really the only fights I would really I wouldn't mind seeing the Julia Bud fight again. 
Um, Julia Budd fighting Amanda Nunes. That fight would be a good fight to see. <clears throat> or maybe a Julia Budd slash uh, Chris Cyborg fight. I'd like to see that fight as well. Look at Nunez with the champ champ belts, man. Uh, who? Nunez. Nunez, the champ champs. That's that's fucking dope, though, man. Yeah. I love I love to see history being made. That was awesome. <clears throat> that was <clears throat> awesome. Um, let's see. Connor has claims against them that he is someone's kid's father, and not these. Uh, I mean, I don't really care. I mean, just to be honest, I mean, hey. You, you know you're you're a superstar, man. He's out there slaying pussy. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing, man. The, the guy, the guy's doing what he does. People are trying to tell me that he, he's not married. I don't. Is he married? Uh, no, he's not married. Oh, so he's not married, but he has two kids now, right? With the yeah. with, with her. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make. I mean, like, I feel. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not a big deal in in uh, Ireland, but. Yeah, I don't think it. I, I don't know. You would think yeah. though, after being, you know, maybe I, he just wants to protect his fortune first, and then. Well, I mean, like, I mean, he said it a bunch of times. He wouldn't have a fortune really without her. So, uh, wow, you're one of those but like he, but you he, don't need women kind of thing. It's a weird vibe. You get a weird vibe. I get a weird vibe from you. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're kind of a sexist, bro. <laughs> I'm not sexist <laughs> at all. I'm just saying, like, he made his he made his fortune. If he marries her, she's guaranteed. Dude, the Amazon she the should, Amazon thing. But she should be like. I mean, they've been together since before. Yeah, but it, he's also he also clearly has no intentions mm. of leaving her. So, you know. Don't bite the hand that yeah. feeds you, D. Wow. Wow. Because for a while there, when he was first starting his career, he was she was feeding him. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> bite the hand that fed him. He just, he just played. Uh, he just no, hey, I, I'm not going to even get into that. That's funny, though. It is funny, though. I, to me, I think, hey, whatever whatever that relationship is, is between them, man. That they, they, they obviously got it worked out, you know, and they seem like they're happy. They just had their uh, second baby. Congratulations. You know, that's that's something special, man. So, um, that's good. Bellator on the rise with the new record in viewership. Yeah, uh, it's 1. good. 1.5 million in Paramount. It's growing, man. It's growing. You know, um, it's going to take some time. I mean, Scott's been in charge now, I would say, about three years, maybe a little bit over. And uh, <clears throat> just so everyone knows, Strikeforce didn't even start doing really well until about five and six years, right before the UFC had bought them. And that's why... Um, Silicon Valley Entertainment had reached out to the UFC and said, "Look, now we're profitable. And now we're making it. You know, like let's let's. Are you guys interested in buying?" That was kind of you know that's that's what <clears throat> that's what uh, investment companies do, right? You buy a company, you you get them to start making money, and then maybe you reach out to you know a company that is a little bit bigger, or a company that has money, and says, "Hey, you want to buy this?" And that's kind of how it all starts, man. And but now the thing is, is that Viacom is owns Bellator, and isn't that different though? Like where well, no one's gonna buy, owns, yeah. no one's gonna buy Viacom. Yes, I'm saying. You know what I mean? But could they buy the rights to Bellator from Viacom? Yeah, it'd be kind of hard though. Mm. I think it would be kind of hard because I think with Viacom, they're in, it seems like they're in it to win it. I mean, all my conversations with them, obviously, they're not gonna tell me anything when it comes <laughs> to that type of stuff. I mean, we're talking, you know, billions of dollars. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see. It going anywhere? Just my honest opinion. I don't see it going anywhere. I think they're gonna they're around for a while. They've got some good deals uh, that they've been working on, uh, from what I understand. That you know, 
that may catapult them even more to doing what they're doing. He, the fact that I think that Scott is willing to cross promote and to help build his brand, you know, worldwide, uh, you know, it's helping the company grow. And we're seeing the numbers of it being increasing and being shown, I think is, is good. The, <clears throat> I think it's amazing. I'm excited. I'm excited for what the future holds for Bellator. Uh, I think there'll be there'll be there'll be um, a lot of a lot of new hype. I think coming up too. I know there's a lot of UFC fighters that have been talking about coming over. They're just waiting to fight out their last fight, and I think we'll see exactly what happens after that. So, so. Um, so here's a funny one. This is gonna be a quick one. Um. So Dana White responds to Oscar De La Hoya saying, Oscar says he wants to fight him, right? <laughs> uh, and Dana says, oh, I'll fight you, Oscar. And then he's like, oh, but... Uh, and then he like kind of laughs and he's like, nah, I wouldn't fight Oscar in a boxing match. Are you joking <laughs> me? But then he comes out and says he'd like to fight some media guys. Yeah. Some, so he'd like to fight little nerds behind a laptop. <laughs> Come on, Dana, I got you, buddy. Uh, yeah, he doesn't want to fight Oscar De La Hoya. 50-year-old Oscar De La Hoya would still start you, bro. No, I mean, like, let's be real. I mean, you're t you're you're taking someone who's never fought and <clears throat> used to teach cardio kickboxing, you know. It's it's not the same. It's not the same. You can't get in good enough shape. Oscar could be coked out of his mind and, you know, and not train for 10 years, and he'd still come in there and still spank you. Just the relaxation that someone like him has in the, in the ring and, you know, and he could get in good enough shape in a three week or four week period to smash you. So <clears throat> yeah, definitely not. But I could understand, I could understand his frustration though to touch, to touch on it. I could definitely understand his frustration with the media. <laughs> so the media is, uh, it, it's, it gets on you, man. It does wear on you. It, it's taxing. It's frustrating. It's all those things, you know? Um, and the thing with him is he's got to be in front of the, the media all the time. And he puts himself in there a lot as well, but but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, it's gotta be frustrating. It's gotta be frustrating to deal with these guys. It's crazy. You know, some of the things that they say and some of the sound bites they use and some of their headlines, all clickbait and it gets a little frustrating, I bet. And if for running, you're running a multi-billion dollar company like he is, it's gotta be very frustrating, man. I feel I, it's horrible. So. It is you, what it is. You've ripped on the media a few times when they've when yes. they've been interviewing. Yeah, I, I seen. I remember seeing one where you where you um, where you're like you're you're being interviewed at AKA I think, and you're like, yeah, I don't really like talking to you guys because you yeah. all just talk shit. Yeah, because <clears throat> all they do is they do clickbait, man. Is 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 clickbait, and then some of the stuff that you actually say has the clickbait on it. The headlines is nothing. It's yeah. not really what you said, you know. Yep. So. <clears throat> All right, I think last thing I can really find here is that top upcoming five fights uh, for February. <laughs> you wanna you wanna run down them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So number five being Francis Ngannou versus Kane Velasquez. How the fuck is that number five? Uh, it doesn't have to be in any particular order, does it? Oh, okay, okay. As long as it's not named. If you're trying to tell me that's the the bottom of the five, are you fucking kidding me? No <laughs> way. That's like up there. I would say with like. One or two. What's number four? No, that's uh, number four. What's, what's number four? Uh, oh, we just saw that one last night. Yep. And then, that really wouldn't even be on my list at all. And then, uh, okay. And then that's a good one. See, MVP and Daily. We'll go back to the other one that was number three. 
So Mui Con- what was it? Mui Kano or whatever his name was. Let's go back up to number two or five, oh. four, 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 four. There you go. So Jose Aldo and uh, Mui Kano. Yeah. That fight to me, uh, it was it would have been kind of on my list, but it wasn't like top of my list for me to see. Uh, it was it, w- it was a good fight. You know, I watched it last night, and I'll talk more about that uh, tomorrow. We have a special guest tomorrow who will be stepping in for Sammy. Uh, just a friend of mine, someone who likes to talk fights, uh, but funny as fuck, and you know, and it's just a different personality. You guys may like him maybe more than Sammy, so you guys can comment in the comment section on you know on how well you like him. Anyways, look, so the Moicano fight and Aldo fight was a great fight. I'm not gonna get into it, but it wasn't. It, I wouldn't put it on my top five on my top five fights that I wanted to see for February. Go ahead and scroll down. Um, what was this? Now? I don't even. So Santos, yes, I want to see that guy fight as much as I possibly can. But just to be honest, I'm gonna be. Gonna be very upfront with you guys. I've never seen the other guy fight. What's his name? Blackowitz. John Blackowitz. Yeah. John Blackowitz. Um, I've never seen him fight. So um, I'm sure it's gonna be a good fight. Santos is f- so fun to watch, man. Santos is so fun to watch. His last fight. Right? His last fight was f- amazing. Um, okay, go ahead. Next one. Now this one, MVP and Paul Daly. Look, this fight has all the potential of being a great fight, but it also has all the potential of being a fucking sleeper like a just uh what i mean by sleeper is you know daily made i mean not daily but mvp may just be too fast for him too long for him just stick and move stick and move frustrate paul daly and paul daly is just gonna like basically do what paul daly does when someone doesn't stand in front of him and bang with him or someone tries to take him down he just starts throwing fits and kind of like just you just know paul daly wears his heart you know he wears his emotions on his sleeve man he's gonna stand there and maybe throw a fit you saw it with john fitch you saw it with josh koscheck they just kept wrestling him and he's like oh this is the kind of fucking fighters you guys want to sign these are the kind of kind of people that you want to match me up against with someone who just wants to wrestle fuck me to death well paul mvp is not going to do that but mvp may do the opposite of that he may stick and move stick and move stick and move and wait for you to make a mistake and try to knock you out but if you never make a mistake paul and you just keep coming in and just kind of like stand in the center of the ring and never really commit to anything because you don't want to get knocked out it could end up being a, a, a really boring fight are you going to be at that show uh where is that one Mohegan connecticut Sun? yeah i'll be there i will be there i will be working the desk for that show what's the one the night before is there one the night before there is one the night before. There's one on the 15th and the 16th. Yes. In Connecticut? Both yes, of both, of the, both the Mohegan Sun. Oh. Two different cards, two different shows. Next fight, and Robert then, Whitaker and Kevin Gastelum. This fight does absolutely nothing for me. I would actually want to see more of the uh, Adesanya and Silva fight than I would want to see the Whitaker-Gastelum fight. I'm assuming, but they're just saying Whitaker-Gastelum. I mean, maybe they're saying they're the card. That's the only thing I could think of. I I prefer to see the Whitaker. I prefer it to see the Yeah, maybe maybe it's the cards that they're talking about. <clears throat> you know, but other than that, I mean, like, what other fights are there that are out there that I really wanted to see? Yeah, I think that in February. I mean, these are the big ones. Yeah, and just in February, that that one to me right there should be probably number one. Inganu and Velasquez. Come on, man. Kane has a fight. And I, I'm not being biased. I'm not being biased right now. No, I'm not. He hasn't fought in three years. I want to say close to three years. Okay, and Ganu's actually figured out a little bit of the key to the wrestling, getting in a little bit better shape since uh, since losing to Stipe and having a really shitty fight against um, 
Derek Lewis. He went out there. I want to say he just beat Curtis Blades, right? Curtis Blades, good wrestler. Maybe not as good a wrestler as Kane. And the intensity, Kane's going to push the pace. Let's see if he figured out the conditioning aspect of, you know, making sure he can get in shape. I don't think there's a heavyweight in the world. I don't think there's a 155-pounder in the world that can get to Kane's conditioning. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. I'm telling you right now, sure, he's periodically trained. I train with him. He's periodically trained for the last, you know, two and a half years. But he has not been sparring hard. He's not been doing, like, real intense, intense training. Okay, he's still been hitting mitts hard. He's still been, you know, like, shadow boxing. He's doing bag work hard. He's been coming and giving a couple rounds to DC here and there when he needed, you know, for his fight camps. But this guy, after... The two and a half years of basically like kind of just, you know, getting some easy workouts in has come in within three weeks is now sparring, you know, five hard rounds and already in phenomenal shape. The guy's a fucking, I have no idea how to explain his conditioning. His conditioning is insane, you know, and it's nuts, man. I, I can't, I can't explain it. I can't explain how he does it, but more power to him, man. I, I think I, to me. When people talk greatest heavyweight of all time, I think Cain Velasquez, the what what could have been had he not been plagued with injuries. That's all I think. That's all I think of is that. And that's kind of what we have to talk about, I think, today. You know, and I will touch base again maybe tomorrow with the, or for sure tomorrow, with the uh, follow-up on the UFC that happened on ESPN+. Plus. All right. Thanks for listening to Punk's Opinion. If you guys have any comments, uh, leave them down in the comment section on the YouTube, iTunes, any of those things. Also, hit that subscribe button, dude. Hit the subscribe button. I'm going to be trying to do more of these as much as I possibly can. I know we talk about it all the time, but producer Dave, you know, uh, wife, new baby, all those things. So it's kind of hard for me to get out the house sometimes. Uh, you know, <clears throat> so he did it all. He did it all real fast, real quick. Had a baby, got a wife, got a baby and a new house all within the last like Month, two months. So he's trying to handle his business. Once he gets all settled in, maybe we can uh, once he got start a, dropping a good hour of sleep. Yeah, yeah. And once he can get a good hour of sleep. So um, that's awesome. It's uh, awesome to see. And I'm excited. So make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Were you watching Super Bowl? Uh, I have a family baby reveal party oh, really? that they're throwing as a Super Bowl party. Oh, really? So it's pretty funny. Uh, but, uh, you know, also, yeah. That was great. Hit the subscribe button. Follow me at, <clears throat> at the Real Punk on IG, Twitter, and uh, follow my my Facebook, Josh the Punk Thompson. We're out, bro.